the geometry of the place was all wrong. One could not be sure that the sea and ground were horizontal. You're listening to Cthulhu and Friends, starring Stacy, Mike, Fred, and Steph. I am your game master, Veronica. Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of Cthulhu and Friends. I am your game master, Veronica. I'm Stacy, and I play Bellamy. Hi, I'm Michael, and I play Todd B. No one knows what the B stands for. Not even me. And I have your character sheet. Bartholomew. Bartholomew? No, it's, it's just B. <laughs> like B-E-E. Is it, guys, <laughs> what is it now? I thought it was Bartlett, wasn't it? Yes. Stop fucking around with him. <laughs> oh, that's right. Like the pear. Yeah. Now I'll never forget. That's what you said last time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Steph, by the way. And I play Clara. And I'm Fred, and I play Edward Worthington III. So, Mike, what happened in the last episode of this show? Last time on Cthulhu and Friends. Clara speeds down to the beach and using the gun kills the monstrous creatures surrounding Edward. Clara and Todd manage to resuscitate Edward, but he's barely hanging on. A lifeguard spots the crew and calls in an ambulance. Edward is rushed into surgery. Meanwhile, Nighthawk finds Bellamy and leads her to a hospital. Bellamy wakes later and finds herself restrained in the Arkham Asylum. Nighthawk abruptly runs out of the asylum after discovering that one of Bellamy's nurses is also named Nighthawk. Nighthawk manages to find the rest of the crew and tells them that they need to bust Bellamy out of the asylum. And that's where we left off in the last episode. Bellamy, you have face-planted, and you feel this cold sensation on the left-hand side of your face, and your cheek is just sort of smushed up, and it's kind of blocking off one of your airways, so you're like, oh, jeez, okay, you know, and you feel this warm ooze kind of all around your lips. I will try to pick my head up away from the ooze. As soon as you open your eyes and sort of pick your head up, you see someone laying under the bed beside you. I would like to instinctively try to scoot away from it. Okay. How do you do that? pushing with my hands. You use your hands and push away. Do you say anything? No, I don't think so. I think it's more of just like a startled yelp and then instantly pushing myself backwards. The person underneath the bed gives you this kind of quizzical look and she brushes her hair out of her face. Can you see me? It's not that dark under there. Yes, I can see you. Oh, shit. Are you serious right now? How'd you get in my room? Aren't you supposed to have your own room? No, I don't think... I don't have a room. I have all the rooms. Hold on. Don't move. 
because this means something both extremely exciting and extremely terrifying. When they say don't move, I look down to my still tied up legs. You watch as the person's lower body sinks into the floor beneath your bed and then they rotate and push up, kind of like they're pushing up out of a pool and out from underneath the bed, pulling their legs out from the concrete floor. You see a very tall woman and she walks over to you. You hit your head. Oh, you're probably having a hard time seeing me. Hold on. And she lies down on the floor beside you so that your faces pressed against the floor can be looking at one another. Oh, I've done real damage. Yep, I've really done it this time. This is... Mm -hmm. I'm seeing things. Doctor? Someone? Anyone? No one can hear you. No, no. Hold on, I have something. No, no, thank you. And she pushes up, and you see that she's wearing some sort of a weird pair of pants, and she steps out of these pants, but like when she steps out of them, it's almost like she loses a full foot of height, and she turns around, and it looks like she's digging inside of like one of those old steamer trunks, and then she takes out a pair of goggles. And they look like sort of uh, gold spectacles, but really thick. And they have kind of a dark tint on them that has this shimmery, iridescent sort of glow. I just stare at her. Okay, so what you're going to want to do is put these on. But I want you to be extremely careful. Don't freak out, okay? Because what's going to happen is you're going to put these on and you're going to see things that you probably think that aren't real, but definitely are real. And I don't want you to be concerned about that. You're going to be okay. And she extends the goggles to you. And she steps back into her pants. I look from the goggles back up towards the woman, back at the goggles. And I slowly reach my hand tentatively towards them and touch them like I don't expect them to be there. If they are there, I will bring them back and hold them up to my eyes. As you hold them up to your eyes, you see your own body still pressed against the floor in the original position that you sort of found yourself in. And you see that the leg, your legs are like completely mangled up. And it looks like you might actually have a break because your leg is not supposed to be floppy. It's just, that's a reality of the situation. But when you look down at yourself, you see that you, you're you not restrained at all. Oh, oh God, I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead? This This is how you tell me I'm dead? No, you're not dead. You're just unconscious. It's going to be fine. I would never do that. Actually, I wouldn't tell you if you were dead because I wouldn't care anymore. Oh, that's really rude. That's rude. I don't know who you are. Uh, what is going on? What? What? And I will take the goggles away from my face. As you take the goggles away from your face, you stop seeing yourself and you watch as an orderly comes into your room and they, oh my God. Um, oh, fuck. 
and they start kind of hoisting you up into the bed and just sort of letting you roll over their shoulder until they have you in the bed. And then they start putting sheets around you and finally they yank the little chain to call for a nurse. As all of this is happening, you see this woman just kind of like walking around and she seems like she's thinking pretty deeply about something and she sits down in the chair that Nighthawk was previously sitting in. Was there a kid that was sitting here earlier? I'll put the goggles back on. Uh, yes, maybe. I don't... I think so. I don't know if she's real. I don't know. What, who's real? Me? The kid. The kid. No, I mean you. Oh. And me. Okay. The kid. Everything. <laughs> all, all things, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What was this kid's name? Well, you said it was a girl, so it doesn't make any sense. Nighthawk. Now I'm interested in what you're having to say. You said Nighthawk? I did. She's in a band. Some crows. That's interesting. Um, so... I'm so sorry. My name is Ilaria. Um, I am here to help you. And... Do do you want to help me find my son? Sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just like a... This is like my final journey. And then my fate is decided. Is that what this is? You could just be honest with me. I do not know what you're talking about. you like one of the ghosts of Christmas past. I don't celebrate Christmas, but... I don't celebrate Christmas. Oh. I would, though. If I had my son. Oh. Okay. Ouch. Uh, yes. I will help you find your son. Absolutely. Cool. So it's exciting for you because you're going to get to see something amazing. It's exciting for me because I don't have to be alone. It's really weird for people to get stuck on the in-between, especially in this area. But I'm really excited that you're here with me. And if all goes well, I might be able to get you back into that old thing. And she points to your body. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Super good. You're in? Uh, yes. Also, uh, sorry, my name is Bellamy, and it is very nice to meet you, Alaria. Great. Um, excited to hear that. I might just call you B. I really like to shorten things up as much as possible. That's fair. Uh, what's your son's name? Uh, his name is Nighthawk. Okay. Uh, I'll explain everything as we go along. We really need to get out of here because there could be some people that go in between here at the mental health hospital. So, wait, is this a mental... I don't know which time we're in. This is, yes, uh, female Nighthawk, girl Nighthawk. Anyway, the Nighthawk I know, know, Mm -hmm. apparently brought me here, but also there's a male Nighthawk here. Oh, Well, actually, that's really reassuring. Good for them. Okay, so I've devised a system of tunnels, and I think that you're going to like this. Have you ever wondered what's underneath the bed? It's me. Oh, that's scary. And also everything else. Also, I've devised a system with all closets. Check it out. And she opens up the closet in your room, and she steps through. Come on. I follow her. Do you want shoes? 
You seem like you might want shoes. <laughs> I look down. Probably yes. Yes. I Yes, absolutely. <sighs> okay. She steps out of her pants again. And she opens up the trunk that is her pants. And she pulls out two floppy type. Almost, they almost look like ballet flats. But metal. Here are some protective socks. I, ex- thank you. Thank you. And I will quickly put them on. Okay. And she hops back into her pants. You see that she is covered in small ports all along her body. Um, And that when she gets back into her pants, there's kind of this sound that happens. Okay, close the door behind you. Are you ready? Yes. Do you close the door? Oh, absolutely. Okay. You stand there for a little bit. It doesn't happen. I mean, like, immediately. It takes like a second. Don't worry about it. It's actually working, so... The important thing is that you not not believe it, but that you will believe that it's going to happen. Do you believe that it's going to happen? If I'm being honest with you... Not really, but I'm trying. Okay, you've got to get out then. Okay. And she opens the door and pushes you out, and then she closes the door behind her. And then you hear this, like, shuffling in the closet. It's very familiar to you. It sounds like the sound that you used to be afraid of when it was very dark at night, and you were lying in bed, and you thought, something is in here with me. And then the door opens and you see this sort of shimmering like oil slick at the back of the closet that definitely was not there before. Okay, now do you believe me? Do you want to walk through this with me? Yes. And she hops through the oil slick and disappears. Tell me what you do. I am very confused so much has just happened so quickly i look around the room i look at my mangled body one last time and ultimately decide to roll sanity i rolled a 64 and i have current sanity of 80 so i'm good you steal yourself look back at your body one last time and you make your decision Do you walk through the door, or do you wait to see what happens in the hospital? I don't just walk. I run. As you run full speed toward this oil slick at the back of the closet, you absolutely feel the impact of the wall that's behind it. But you do go through. It just hurts. It probably wouldn't have been a bad idea to maybe go a little slow at first, but it would have felt like there was just wall there. So... You know, maybe a good idea, maybe a bad idea, but your body definitely hurts. And you feel that impact and you just keep running on the other side and you run smack into the back of this freaking seven and a half foot tall armored soldier. And it turns around, looks at you, flips up its visor and you see the same eyes you were just talking to earlier. So you decided to come. Whoa, uh... Yeah, 
I mean, I did say I would help you. You did say that. You are a person of your word, and I appreciate that. Okay. I'm going to give you a second to just look around, see what all of this is about, but I just want you to know that it kind of just gets weirder from here. Okay. This is what's on the other side of every under the bed and other side of the closet. So you might as well know, right? Yes. All my childhood dreams coming true. I will put the goggles properly on my head so the strap is around my head so they stay there. And take a full look around. Before you seem to be in like this sort of empty woods area um kind of like a backyard clearing that is right on the edge of maybe a forest or something there's a lot of really tall pine trees and then when you slip the goggles on you see nothing of vegetation whatsoever in fact most of the ground beneath you is this sort of gray pus looking stuff and there are these really big kind of like fat squishy worms that are huge much bigger than the seven foot five ten eleven twelve thousand inch person in front of you and they're just sort of like puking up this gray matter and using their bodies to sort of form it into little shapes. In the horizon, you see extremely tall spires, and you see a moon in the sky that is just streaked with this kind of a rusty red color. And there are creatures with unconceivable shapes and sizes and almost material. You can't quite understand what exactly it is that they're made out of. It doesn't look like flesh, but you have nothing in your mind to understand what it is that's covering their bodies. And all around you, you see these long armed, faceless creatures with huge wings that are taking flight and they look at you as you look at them. And some of them start skittering toward you. Edward, how are you feeling? Okay. Better? That's good to hear, especially since you guys are about to go on a Bellamy heist. So gang, what's your plan? And if your answer is just that you're gonna wing it, I'm fine with that. So, Todd, um, Clara, I'm good to go, but what's the plan? Are are you good to go? You just had Um, surgery. Why don't maybe Clara and I go get the lay of the land and, you know, that'll give you a little bit of time to get back on your feet feeling better and then we can figure it out. No, no, I'm okay. How's your head? Veronica, how am I feeling right now? How, like, if I were to gauge my pain from 
a zero to a 10, what, what is it that I'm feeling? So you've had some amount of pain relief provided to you. So you feel like your pain is maybe at like a three, but you feel groggy. Uh, I'm good. I'm just tired. Edward, I put my hand on his shoulder. Listen, buddy, I, I don't mean this in like a negative sense, but rushing into things is how you got like this. Why don't we take a breath, figure something out, and then we can go from there? Yeah, you're probably right. But I'm going to be honest. I, I just don't want to be alone right now. Look, maybe we could get one of the hospital wheelchairs and, you know, I could just like scoot around with you guys or something. <laughs> I just, it's Bellamy, you know, and I just want to make sure that we're all doing something here. Oh, God, I'm, I'm really torn because I don't want us to split up, but I don't want to put you in danger when you just got out of surgery. But I, I trust your judgment, Edward. If if you think you can handle it, I just don't want you to, you know, re-injure your head or something. I, I'll be fine. Todd, what did you always say? Don't split the party? I mean, that's more in the sense of, like, in a dungeon. Not when somebody's, you know, in the hospital. Yeah, but she's in an asylum. We're going to need all of our resources together to be able to get her out. And who knows what we're going to be up against. I mean, there's some weird stuff going on around here. Yeah, I think maybe we should talk about a plan, but maybe we shouldn't do it right in the middle of the hospital where everyone can hear about the crazy things we're talking about. So maybe we get a chair, we go outside, see how you're feeling, discuss a plan, and then go from there. They got to have one of those golf carts outside, right? We could just get (laughs) one of those. Yeah. I mean, we are going across the island, so a golf cart would be a good idea. Look, I love both you guys, but I'm not going to take no for an answer. We do this together, or you guys hang out with me here. So... You hear the sound of someone walking down the hall. And they seem to get slower as they get to your door. Come in. (sighs) Okay, well, you've made it. And you see the Magistrate of Justice. I'm very happy that you're okay. And she pulls a big vase of flowers out from behind her back and places it on the little table in front of you. Okay, how do you feel? Are you able to go on? I'm good. Excellent. Thank you, Madam Magistrate. I think we have a lead in the case for the missing girl. Well, who was missing, then found, drained of all of her blood. Um, what? Yeah, I think we have a lead, and I want you guys to go and check it out. So, we're kind of in a conundrum. Bellamy went missing... And we just heard that she's in an asylum of some sorts. That's a terrible way to look at that. No, of course not. I've actually already heard about this. Um, It's actually the 
Arkham Behavioral Health Center. She's totally fine. I mean, you're free to stop by there on your way, but yeah, my understanding is that she's actually unconscious right now, so... But she's in excellent hands. How did she get there? Like, she... Uh... Uh, she tried to hop out of her bed and... Well... Fell on her head. I'm going to walk into the hallway and do a quick left and right and then shut the door. You do this thing. Beatrice, um... Somebody, like, doppelganged, doppelganger, I don't know how the term works now that I think about it, but somebody copied Bellamy and attacked Edward, and she went missing, and and now you're saying she's in this um, behavioral health. health center, and... What's going on? Because that's... That's some crazy stuff. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about with a doppelganger. But I do know that we have a lead in one of the largest cases that this island has ever seen. I think we know what might be harming or at least taking these children. Uh, okay, so we need to stop by and see Bellamy first, but then what is, what's this lead? Okay. She takes out her briefcase and she lays out this old-timey piece of paper. You all know Sam, the, you know, his brother and mom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Sam. Yeah, so anyways, he came by to see me and said that he had found these tucked away on Darius's property. And he just thought that someone should take a look at them. So I did, and look at these symbols. And she shows you a symbol that looks like the scarring that's on Clara's face. So, I went and did a little investigating on my own. I know that's not my job, but I wanted to do it. I found a cliff. And there's this opening in this cliff. When I went inside, I could hear children in there. But when I called, everything went quiet. So, I've called for reinforcements. And we're going to be storming whatever is in there. And hopefully, finding the rest of these missing children and that one old lady. Is this the same place that Edward went? Maybe. I was actually, so I was in the middle of this when your thing happened. So I was kind of in the middle of something else. I'm really sorry. I'm at a loss for the actual like directional location of that cliffside cave mm-hmm. that we were at. Yeah. Um, uh, what direction from Malsada Lago would that be? So that the cliff faces south and it would be northeast of Malsada Lago. We went, we followed tracks, and, well, kind of, and got to a cliff face cave on the northeastern side. Mm-hmm. Is, is this the same place? It very well could be. But it certainly warrants investigation. 
And you'll have backup this time. And how does this relate to the symbol on my face? Well, look at the map. And she shows you that there is like this old... It looks like a drawing in the sand that looks very similar to... Well, looks exactly like the scarring on your face. And is that where the cave is located? Yes. Edward, what what happened in there? I... I don't know. Um, I don't know if I was having a fever dream or what, but I was attacked by these people or these things. But it's, I'm a little foggy right now. No, there were creatures when I found you. Hmm. I, I shot like six of them and then they fled. Oh, you're out of bullets, by the way. Oh, yeah. It sounds like you might actually need a different type of reinforcement. Okay. Stay here. We need to get Bellamy. Bellamy. So you see all of these things happening around you and you feel this sort of shakiness in your chest and this tingling at the back of your neck. And Alaria walks over to you and places a very heavy hand onto your shoulder. Oh, we need to get you to a closet. Hold on just a second. Ugh. She picks you up like you weigh nothing, tucks you underneath her armored armpit and runs towards something that looks somewhat like a tortoise shell and just sort of jumps onto it. And as she does so, she puts one finger in front of her lips. Don't say anything, just in case. And you feel yourself pushed in this really weird way. It's almost like a birthing canal and you're pushing up out of a bedroom and you see very familiar shoes to you and you hear I understand but I need you to be able to make it to Bellamy safely let me make a couple of calls okay we, we can do that and the shoes walk out of the bedroom Okay, um, so this is somewhat of a reality. Um, no one here can see you, but I just wanted to let you see some things that were kind of normal. We are gonna have to like get out of here and get back into a closet though. It's a whole system. So if I look around, I see my friends and I see Edward all bandaged up, correct? Oh, yeah, he looks like hell. Um, Exactly how you would expect a person that's recently had surgery to look. Real pale, but also very determined. Oh, what? Oh, Edward, what happened? Why? This, I mean, this explains why they didn't come. Put your goggles on. He's going to be fine. I put my goggles on, but I stare at my friend's 
like, very sad. You see Edward, and he has this um, orange glow coming from the very lowest part of his abdomen. And you see this, like, almost this radiating light that's sort of shooting up all around his body. If you were to be a person that believed in this, you might think that this was sort of like a chakra system. And you are watching as this orange light is knitting together his body. And you kind of see him getting better quickly. See? He's like a healer. It's going to be totally fine. That's weird. Mm -hmm. I mean, good, but weird. I mean, I wish I had it naturally. I had to pay for mine. Kind of. Anyways. Do you know this person? Yeah, I I know all of them. They're my best friends. (gasps) Oh my god. What? These are your best friends? Yeah. (laughs) Wait. Do you know the guy that made this island? Uh, yeah. He's part of the group. (gasps) Oh shit. No fucking way. She pulls off her helmet. Okay, we have to talk about this. And she hops up out of the swimming pool floor birthing canal and pulls you out. And you feel this really weird, but also strangely satisfying sensation as the floor hugs onto your hips and you feel your spine just like do this. And it feels great. It's everything you've ever wanted from a chiropractic adjustment. And she sits you on top of the bed. Tell me that you met that guy on this island. Ish. Ooh, time out. Where am I at with my memories? Do I recall meeting him off island? Because I know that there's been a little bit of some stuff going on as we get, the longer we've been here, we start to feel like we've always been here. Perfect. So am I just confused? (laughs) So your memory is very clear of having met him on the shore. Okay. And so that sort of creeps into that same region for you. In the ocean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Oh my god. I guess... Your Clems. That is exciting. Clems? The dog? No. Clem the woman. No, we don't know Clem the women. I mean, we have a dog. Oh, she's a dog now. No, no, no. It can't be the same thing. I mean, we have a dog named Clem that has kind of taken a shining to Edward. I doubt it. (gasps) Actually, I told her to run. I hope she's okay. Did she run? That's unlike her. Oh, she talked to me. Nope, nope, nope. I Definitely the same person. I knew it. I knew it all along. It's probably why I was drawn to you in the first place. It's probably actually a coincidence, and I'm actually really sorry that I'm putting dots together that are unrelated. Anyways, that's exciting. Okay. You guys realize that you're like the oldest beings on the on this whole fucking planet, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, we're still pretty young. Incorrect. No, but we are. Yeah, but like, okay, hold the fucking phone. Okay, keep your goggles on. I'll be right back. 
and she walks over to this bathroom mirror and the rest of you hear this like crash and you look in and you see that the mirror is just broken no cause no fucking reason um that was weird I'll walk a little closer and see if anything's in that area. Bellamy, you watch as Clara sort of starts walking toward the bathroom area and you see Alaria just sort of like back up so she she doesn't touch her and just edges by. I don't know what would happen if so. So anyways, look at this. And she puts a mirror in front of your face and you see yourself. But it's like whenever you're in one of those like stupid mirror situations where there's a mirror in front of you and one behind you and you just see yourself for fucking ever. And it's like, that doesn't happen to normal people. Not with one mirror. There's no mirror behind you. And you're just seeing yourself go on and on and on. Now take off your glasses. Nope, not going to do that. Mm-mm. Just try it. Mm. Are you scared? Yes. What? That's fair. What kind of question is that? Okay, well, I'm, just, I'm not really afraid of anything. I will lift my goggles up and take a quick peek. You just see yourself. Did something break in there? Uh, the mirror broke, but I don't know what broke it. That's weird. Maybe it just fell off the wall. Maybe. As Clara says that, Alaria hoists her finger up into the air as though she's had a brilliant idea, and she runs faster than you can actually track her over to the mirror and flips it over onto the ground and comes right back. That was a good idea. Anyways, so you guys are like the oldest beings on this whole planet. That is exciting. I've actually never met like authentic founders and I have traveled to a lot of places. In fact, I've probably populated most of this island for you. This is exciting. All right, we got to get out of here. We got to get back in the closet. I don't understand. I know it sucks when you come out of the closet, you want to stay out of the closet, but we got to go back in. Can I trip Todd before I go? Always. Oh, thank God. And I like walk up behind him and I want to poke him in the back of the knee. You know, if you poke that area, it gets weak. I do that. You do this thing. Todd, you feel something that feels like a snake bite right on the back of your leg. And it sort of like gives you this like warm shooting sensation all up the back of your thigh. And then it just dissipates. It's real weird. Ah, what the? I start looking around. You okay? Whoa, I I don't know. Something, my leg got weird. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a bite. I'm not feeling any bump or anything. Ooh, that was. <laughs> Maybe there's a ghost in the room. Right, the, the mirror and the. That's, that's not a thing, Clara, but... not a thing. Ghosts? Mm-mm. You don't believe in ghosts? No. No, Clara. No ghosts. It's totally a thing, Todd. No, it's not, Clara. There are no ghosts. When we're dead, we're dead. Whew. They are terrible. I hate them both. Let's get in the closet. Okay, I stab him in the other knee. 
Todd, you feel another snake bite. Ah! God, see ghosts. You're just making me creep out now. No ghosts. No. Conversation done. Todd, are, are you okay? I'm fine. And I follow her into the closet. Should we get the doctor for you? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I just... Too much stuff happening at once? Oh, this cave full of creepy children and things? Yeah, that sounds terrible. Alaria, before she jumps into the oil slick, she goes, Whoa, hold on. Cave. I just... I don't know. This is weird. She opens the door. And what were those creatures that attacked you, Edward? Excuse me. I don't know. Demons? They're freaky looking. Vampires? They had, like, tentacles. <gasps> oh, shit! Okay, you have to stop making that noise. We gotta get back on the other side. What do you mean, vampires? Did you get bit? Oh my god, there are vampires too. I just remember my blood, like, leaving my body, and then Ugh. I grabbed the pendant, the... No! You know, the, the thing that oh. the old woman gave us? With my, my symbol. You all smell popcorn. It gave me strength, and and I felt my blood coming back to me, and... Wow. There was this woman, this creature, I, I don't know, and I started running, and the last thing I remember is it getting a hold of me, and that was it, and then I, I woke up to Clara. And me. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, Todd. <sighs> oh, Todd is always ruining these moments. You were, you were there too. So Alari is just like snacking on some popcorn that she's had in her pants for a while. She's like, "This is thrilling. You guys are literally being attacked by so many fucking things. That's not normal. You don't say." <laughs> Anyways, that's actually probably my fault because. I've kind of not been keeping track of what, uh, what's his name? Clement Todd? No. Darius? Yes, Abboy. And I told him I would be taking care of all of the things on the inside while he was on the outside. It's a whole thing. And I've not actually been doing a great job because I lost Nighthawk. Anyways, uh, we probably need to go and turn some things off. This is not good. This is actually terrible. And she sets her popcorn down. Okay, what if what if we just send Nighthawk to get the, the golf cart? And then we can just leisurely stroll down. We don't have to worry about wheelchairs and all that. You hear some sneakers running down the hallway. And you see Ilaria say, we got a jet. And she runs into the closet and pulls Bellamy along with her, slamming the door. You hear a loud door slam. But there are no open doors around you. It's extremely weird. Todd, I told you, ghost. Is the is the map still in front of us? Oh yeah, 100%. When I look at the map, does it show me does the area where the cave and the symbol is on the map look like where it would be from where we came from Osado Lago? Yes. Guys, I I think that's that's the cave. She's talking about the same place. Like, I don't know if I want to go back there. Yeah, I don't think going back there is a good plan. What kind of reinforcements is she bringing? I don't know. This is actually extremely exciting, and I wish that I knew what they were talking about. But we have to go! 
and she jumps through the oil slick. And I'm out of bullets. Like, we're going to have to stop back at the station so I could maybe grab a couple of clips or... I don't know. I mean... Yeah, that'd probably be a good idea. Whatever we do, we need a plan. We can't just go charging in there. Bellamy. You're back on the other side, and you see this woman in front of you and she lifts up her hands as though she's going to like it's a real Moses situation where she's just lifting up her hands in this like weird fashion of like something from the ground is going to be happening so she's doing this thing with her hands and you see all these levers and boxes sort of popping up out of this gray pus there are these mirror-looking boxes. There are these bronze and gold and obsidian boxes coming out. And she turns around and looks at you. So these are artifacts. Essentially what happens is Darius is supposed to be in charge with keeping things in order. When you create a new thing, A, you have to protect it. You don't want these things that Well, they're here now. You don't want them, you know, invading your stuff. And once they do invade your stuff, they're never going to, it's just bad. But typically it starts out with like little stuff and you can contain that stuff in these little boxes and well, and other things. But anyways, and she starts like turning this really big wheel handle thing. And you see this drain appear in the middle of what you might call a sky, but definitely is not a sky. And it just starts sucking things in. So essentially what we have to do is we've got to contain all of the stuff that's in here. And really, the only reason I said that I would do it is because I wanted a place that was safe for Nighthawk to just be themselves. Um, But then Nighthawk kind of went missing and I couldn't really keep track of them. So I decided that I would start looking for them. But I guess that was actually a bad idea. (sighs) Anyways, um, it's probably my fault. Real sorry about it. I'm going to fix things. Uh, Get things back in order for you. Has time been weird? Very. A lot. That's probably the first thing we need to fix. We need to go to the timekeeper. Let's jet. Can we go back in time? And she starts running. Are you not good at running? I probably need to work on my cardio. Okay. Um, I can like just piggyback you if you want. Oh, absolutely. Um, in fact, I have this. So back in the day, I actually used to lead an entire army of people that were just like me. Um, and so we had these little it, here. I, I'll show you. And she gets on her arm and she pulls up this like futuristic looking uh, screen and she starts typing on it. And you see a little how else can I describe this other than like a brand Hodor backpack pop off of her back and she just sets you into it are you comfortable uh, i think so okay great uh if you need to there's some like little straps there if you need to get real close uh but be careful because there are some sharp pointy areas that i want you to be careful of anyways let's go and you start going extremely fast faster than your eyes can sort of keep up with and you finally get to this really large pillar and the face that you see on it looks like kind of like a half cow half human 
that's sort of morphing and looks like it's maybe made out of play-doh or putty of some sort and its horns which it has way more than two are just sort of sprouting and you see that they are absolutely made out of bone so this is the timekeeper we have to get him or her actually i don't think they conform to either sex or gender so that's really on me anyways we've got to trap that in this and she opens up her hand and you see what is maybe like a two by three inch mirror jewelry box okay so what i want you to do is i want you to stay here and just open that box when i say to and don't close it until that thing is gone could you do that that's not that's not good it's a very it's a small box it's a very small box have you seen other things that are completely unbelievable today so many okay cool so are we going to be able to handle this or do i need to go back open the box when you say to open the box got it cool glad that you're actually on board now kind of clara you've been waiting for some time um and it doesn't seem like beatrice is going to be coming back anytime soon so what are you guys going to do so I might actually kind of have a plan, you guys. I think I could sneak into that cave and scope it out. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Why would you sneak into that cave? Um, so I, I think, I think I could do it without them seeing me. Clara? C- Clara. Like, Edward nearly died. No, but like, without them seeing me at all. How? We we saw those the books in the library. Yeah. And I was invisible in one of them. I wasn't I was there but I wasn't there and I don't know when I when I attacked those creatures on the beach, I don't quite know what happened. I was I was like triple raging. It was crazy. But they didn't see me. I think maybe I went a little invisible. Okay. Um Actually, as crazy as that sounds, I couldn't see you either. But wait, hold on. Guys, let's just think about this for a second. I don't know what I ran into in that cave. And against everyone's better judgment, I went by myself. What if something happens to you, Clara? Like, I wouldn't be able to live with that. And there's no way you're going in there by yourself. But I'm, I don't think I could, I mean, I don't know how it works, but I don't think I could turn anyone else invisible. And I, I think I could safely go in and get the lay of the land and scope it out and then come back. And then we can decide what to do together. Well, why don't we test this out first before we send you into danger? <laughs> yeah. I, if yeah. that's even what we're going to be doing. Right. So, Invisible. So I'm just going to kind of close my eyes for a second and just concentrate and see if I can turn myself invisible. High or low for favorable results? High. Nothing happens. Okay, so maybe I need like some adrenaline going before it works. 
you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Maybe I need to... I don't know. There's no, there's no books on how to turn invisible, right? Or maybe there is in our journals. Well, we could go to the library and there might be more information on it. But hold on. Wait. We need to have a discussion on whether we're going to follow this lead from Beatrice or if we're going to go check on Bellamy because... Well, yeah. Regardless, I think we should go to Bellamy first. No matter what we do. Uh, we definitely need to check on Bellamy, but these kids... I, 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 Edward, if Bellamy's safe for the moment, we, we really need... I need to make sure these kids are okay. I'm not saying let's not help Bellamy, but I don't want any more children to lose their lives. Especially if it's because of us in the first place. I'm already having a lot of trouble with that. I, I, I can't. Clara... What do you say? I, I mean, I don't think Bellamy's safe. She's with Mr. M and he's dangerous, but Todd makes a good point. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know what to think anymore. I mean, in the one hand, you're right. We know where Bellamy is. It might not be a safe place, but Beatrice has been pretty straight with us, I feel like. And if she says she's in a wellness center, I mean... Maybe we have a little bit of time to make a difference and save these kids. Bellamy, she, she's got to understand, right? Like, if she was in our shoes, wouldn't she save the kids? Maybe before coming to one of us? If she knew that we were okay, I, I'm pretty sure she would. You're right. I mean, if the tables were turned and kids died just because you wanted to check on me, I'd be a little upset. Yeah, that that puts it into perspective. You're right. Okay. And if we're successful, and whatever reinforcements we have, if we need to call on that again to get Bellamy out of there, then we can. Okay. Um, I'm back, and what I'm about to show you, they don't exist. Okay? Uh. Clear? Okay. Okay. And she pulls in a really big suitcase. And then she takes the door, Beatrice, and shoves it up underneath the handle of the hospital room. She goes over to the window, closes the window, checks the closet, looks under the bed. How did this mirror get broken? Why'd you check the closet? To make sure no one was in there. Like a ghost. So then why'd you check under the bed? To make sure no one was under the bed. Were you expecting someone to be under the bed? I mean, anyone. I'm, I'm, I'm making sure that we're quiet and alone here. All right, well, there were some weird noises, so I thought maybe there's something going on. You sure seem to know a lot more. You guys can certainly assess honesty on her if you'd like. Ah, oh, yeah, good call. Yes, I will do that. You need a four or higher. I got a four. That's a one. Clara, you certainly sense that she is looking for someone specifically and not necessarily generally. Would I think necessarily that she's looking for something versus someone? Yeah, d- yeah, probably something. Could be anything. Okay, but something specific. But it's something specific. She's not just generally making sure that no one's there. That's definitely a lie. Okay. I stole these from my sister. Not the one that you know. Another one. 
many sisters do you have? Just two, okay? All right. We didn't know that. Because it's really none of your business. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just trying to help. Um, this is a very special item. I want you to be extremely careful with it. Clear? And she opens up the suitcase and you see this gold and like an old gold, not like a shiny new gold, but like an old gold gun. This does not use standard bullets. Okay. This is a death ray. Okay. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. What? Like sci-fi. Yeah, like sci-fi. And she picks it up, holds it with two hands, and points it toward the window. And you watch her fire it. And sure as shit, a bright green light emits from it and shatters a perfect hole in the window. Pretty cool, right? Like I said, this isn't mine. So I really need you to keep this under wraps. What the heck does your other sister do? (laughs) She's kind of like a jack of all trades, I guess. A jack of all trades with the death ray. Yeah, that's not all. Okay, so she lifts up this big piece of foam and you see what looks like a bunch of bullets but underneath the bullets like if you pick them up notice the symbol and she points to Clara's cheek oh. this is called an elder sign it's not great that you have it on your cheek but it's also supposed to ward off bad things why is it called elder? is it old? very Wouldn't that be great to ward off bad things? Sometimes, but then, you know, kind of like when you're... It's kind of like when you put a security system, like, sign out in your yard. It's also like, hey... They have something worth stealing. Yeah, exactly. So it's like a target on my face. Yeah. But also protection, I guess. I really don't know a whole lot about that stuff, but let me just... We're getting off track. Okay. So... These are what I could procure for you. Hopefully they're helpful to you. I never saw them, nor did I give them to you. And if they found themselves in the ocean at the end of this fucking quest, mission, assignment, um, that would be great. Real quick, are the bullets for the death ray or is that for a regular gun? No, no, no. You can just put those in your regular gun. Okay. Oh. Okay. So we have a death ray and a regular gun. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're going to call it. My brain oh, right now. so good. <laughs> Did you guys have fun? Yes. Hell yeah. Oh, Todd dropping those hilarity oh bombs, man. I love, <laughs> I love Todd. It's very funny. Well, I'm excited you guys had fun. And... Um, I will actually tell you more about the damage that death ray and elder sign bullets do in our session of Take a Knee. If you want to listen to Take a Knee, you need to become a patron of the podcast. You can listen to these cool apps as they come out. So we record about 15 minutes of just after the show extras 
and we put them up there for our patrons. So if you're interested in hearing about some of the nitty gritty stuff that happens behind the scenes, that is where you want to be. Stacy, take us out. This episode was edited by Rob Anderson, the musician who made The Lounge, our opening and closing theme. Find him on Twitter at Potentially Rob. This episode was produced by Hiroshi, and you can find him at Maybe Hiroshi. You can find the rest of the crew on Twitter as well. V is at Typical Veronica. Mike is at One Gaming Lane. Fred is at I Think I'm Fred. Steph is at Starlit Firefly. And you can find me at Definitely Stacy. As always, you can follow the show at CAF Podcast and find a permanent link to the Discord in our bio. Want to take a look at the clues, information, or photos the cast stumbled upon during recording? Head on over to our website at www.cafpodcast.com and click on the link labeled The Show at the top of the screen. If you want to help support the show, please share us with your friends on your preferred social media and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can also back us on Patreon by going to www.patreon.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, you should check out some of the other Geekly Inc. shows, such as Inks and Issues, Cast of Thrones, or Transformation Sequence. Hey everyone, it's Steph. You know, time is weird here on St. Paxton Island, so I just wanted to stop and pause for a moment and say I am so thankful to those who support us on Patreon, especially Aaron Still. Aaron, thank you so much for your support. It really means a lot to us. You're awesome.